Do you have a consistent prayer life? Do you pray and believe that God answers your prayers? Well, this is a topic of today's podcast. Stay tuned. Beth Jones is an international speaker and author, wife to paramedic Ray, and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leah. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at bethjones.net. Welcome to my podcast. This is Beth Jones at bethjones.net. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Today, May 4, 2023, is the National Day of Prayer, and prayer is just so important. And I wanted to do a podcast today on prayer, and there were several things that I think we can learn from Jesus about prayer because he is always our example as Christian believers. A lot of times, Jesus would go away to the mountains to pray. But he spent that time alone with God to refill and to get the word of the Lord for whatever he was doing. Jesus lived a very busy schedule. He had on some days a very long to-do list. On other days, he didn't have as much to do. But he always wanted to hear what the Father was doing. He told his disciples this. And the second thing was that he would pray for and with his disciples. When his disciples asked him to teach and to pray, he prayed what is called the Lord's Prayer, which begins, Our Father who is in heaven. Third of all, he listened to the Holy Spirit to pray. He only did what the Holy Spirit was doing. Fourth is he didn't just pray, but he took action. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says. And fifth, he allowed prayer to transform him, obedience unto death. The Bible says that in Hebrews 12, 2, that Jesus set the joy of the cross before him. And I wanted to go over some scriptures today where we see examples of Jesus praying. And I will give you the scriptures first and then read from there. The first one is Matthew 14, 23, and he went alone to pray. It says, after he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. And we see a pattern of this with Jesus. And then again, in Mark 46, Mark 6, 46, excuse me, after bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. In Luke 6.12, it says, It was at this time that Jesus went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God, hours spending time with God. Let's see, Mark 1.35. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. And I thought this was interesting. I'd never thought about this before, but it says, he left the house, and it doesn't say what house he is at in this scripture, in this passage, but it says he went away to a secluded place, meaning he went away from his disciples, he went away from his family, and went somewhere remote, a secluded spot. And so sometimes maybe if you're a mom of little children, or you know, you're a dad, or you know, you just have a lot of people in your 
house or just a lot of people around you, you're going to need to go somewhere secluded to get away from people, to get away from the noise. There is so much noise today on social media and just physical noise. Yesterday when I was in the center room, there was construction going on, a dog barking, lots of noise. So we need to go to a quiet place because if we don't, we're going to be impacted by that noise, and we need to hear God's still small voice. Let's see. Another one is Luke 5, 16. Oh, that was the one I shared before. Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And I thought this was interesting because a wilderness was where Satan tempted Jesus, and you would think he would not want to go there. You would think he would want to avoid the devil, but he went there to be alone with God. It gives other examples in the Bible of Jesus praying. Also, Matthew 14, 19, he looked toward heaven and he publicly prayed about the five loaves and the two fish. Okay, here we go. Well, this is in Matthew 14, 19, ordering the people to sit down on the grass he looked, He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food, and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. So he was looking up at, at God in heaven. Another thing that Jesus did was pray for children. Matthew nineteen thirteen. Then some children were brought to him so he might lay his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus told the disciples, do not send the children away because of such is the kingdom of God. So he wanted to pray for the children. He wanted to lay his hands on them, hug them, let them know how much he loved them. He prayed for Peter to be strengthened. In Luke twenty two fifty two. Peter said that he would die for him, and Jesus let him know, no, you're going to deny me three times. He already knew ahead of time what Peter was going to do. He knew ultimately Peter would die for him on the cross. He was martyred for his faith in Jesus. So Jesus knew ahead of time all this was going to happen. He knew Satan was going to sift Peter like wheat. But he had prayed already ahead of time, silently, for Peter to be strengthened, to strengthen his brothers. Now, in Mark 8.23, it doesn't say that Jesus prayed out loud. What it says he did to heal the blind man was to spit. This is in Mark 8.23, and I did a little research on this, and it says people believe saliva had healing properties at that time. So Jesus was showing them that he was getting ready to do a miracle with his spit, not with his spit, but with his power. But he, he wanted to show them in a human way this healing, this miracle was about to happen. This was also an example possibly of him paralleling God's origin of creation by mud. So I found that to be quite interesting. I also did a little research, and in the four Gospels, 37 miracles were recorded. And John 21, 25 says more than those were recorded. It said the world would not have enough room for books to be written about the miracle signs and wonders of Jesus. Another place that Jesus was praying was about Lazarus. And in John 11, 41, 44, let me try to pull that up real quick. 11, 41 to 44. And of course, Jesus had waited to go to Lazarus. You know, he had been given news that the one he 
love was sick, but he waited so that he could intentionally show people the power of God. And when they took away the stone, this is John eleven forty one to 44, Jesus looked up, he looked up at heaven, at God in heaven and said, Father, I thank you, you have heard me. So he had already been praying about Lazarus. He said, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead men came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And another place, it was about the little girl who was healed. She was the synagogue leader's daughter. And this is found in Mark 5, 21 to 43. And he was already doing another miracle. He had just healed the woman with the issue of blood. She'd come up to him and gotten healed for, from 12 years of bleeding. And now someone else came up to him to be healed. This was Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. His daughter had died. And so he came to him him synagogue leader had people come up to him and said your daughter is dead and said why bother the teacher anymore and jesus told jairus don't be afraid just believe and he didn't let anyone else follow him except peter james and john the brother of james and i thought this was interesting too jesus didn't let all his disciples go with them only those three. And when they got to the house, there was this commotion with people crying and sobbing and just wailing loudly, which was typical for that culture. And he said, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. They laughed at Jesus, the son of God. So he put them all out and he took only the child's mother and father and the disciples with them. And he went in there and he said to her, Little girl, I say to you, get up to lead the coon. And immediately she stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. And he gave them strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Why would he say give her something to eat? To prove she was human because someone that is dead can't eat. And that would show them even more she was alive. I didn't quite understand the part about him saying, don't tell anyone, but maybe it was because he didn't want to prematurely die. And he knew that would stir up trouble. But anyway, we have examples of Jesus from the Bible, and there's so many great examples of how we are to pray. I just want to remind you, first of all, Jesus didn't pray the same way all the time. He didn't have a religious formula. He didn't do it the same way every time. The main thing was he prayed alone with God because he needs to be alone with God to hear his still small voice and get his marching orders from God to do whatever it was that God desired him to do that day for his to-do list. The main thing we need to do on our to-do list is to pray and hear from the Lord for that day. God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to say? God, what do you want me to say on this podcast? God, where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to minister to? Who do you want me to tell about Jesus? Who do you want me to love? Second of all, he prayed for and with his disciples. God wants us to pray for our loved ones, our friends, people whose path we cross each day. Third of all, he listened to the Holy Spirit to pray. He got wisdom from the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit of God. He was even led into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan, and God gave him overcoming power. 
Fourth of all, he didn't just pray. You know, we can't just sit around all day praying in our prayer room. We need to get out into the world. Jesus, God said, go out and make disciples. So we need to take action, not just pray. Faith without works is dead. And fifth, we need to allow prayer to transform us. It doesn't do any good for us to pray all day long or, you know, whatever time we spend in prayer and not be transformed. A while back, I was going into Walmart and I came across this lady that was putting groceries into her trunk of her car, her van, and she stopped me. I did not know this woman, but she stopped me and began this conversation with me. I don't know why she chose me. I just felt like it was a God divine appointment. And she said, do you know why we feel that God doesn't answer prayer? Do you understand this? And, you know, she got into this conversation with me. She said, do you know what the purpose of life is? And I said, what? And she said, the purpose of life is to be in school, to learn. And she said, do you know what the goal of school is? And I said, what? And she said, to become more like Jesus. And I just thought it was so powerful. I still don't know why she chose me, but I just felt like it was God, a divine appointment. And that's what Jesus did. He obeyed God to the point of death. Now, God may not require that of you and me. He may not require us to be martyrs. I mean, he may, but he wants us to become obedient and have the joy of the cross before us also. Hebrews 12, 2, he wants us to obey and become more and more like Jesus, to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today to pray on the National Day of Prayer. It's not too late. Whatever time you're going to listen to this, it may be after the National Day of Prayer. God hears your prayers. And it seems sometimes that God takes a long time to answer prayers. To me, he seems very slow, like turtle slow. I'm like a racehorse wanting to get things done now. But God, to me, often seems very slow, but he's not slow. He answers prayer in his perfect timing and his way. And it may even take years for a prayer to be answered. I've been praying for some things for literally years. And sometimes I think, God, why aren't you answering? Why don't you hear me? He does hear us. It's just he's answering it in his own time. And only God knows a reason a prayer may take that long. Sometimes he answers a prayer like that, like immediately, and it is powerful and miraculous. At other times, he answers it in ways that we don't understand and uses different people in different situations to answer prayer. But he is God. He is on the throne and he hears us when we pray. So never stop praying. I also believe that our prayers will outlive our lives. God is not limited by human time, by physical distance or space. So never stop praying for your loved ones and others. He hears you and he will answer and all the glory will go to the Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray today for America, for Israel, for your loved ones and others because God hears us when we pray. Also, I want to encourage you to buy my book, Walking with God, that is on the topic of prayer. It's available for sale at Amazon. You can also go to my Amazon author page at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Betham Jones to check out that book and my other books. To find out more about me as a speaker, go to bethjones.net. Be blessed and have a beautiful day or night. I will talk to you later.